0: 23 to the hour, let's see if we'll you find them. Good morning, this morning. Good
1: morning, good morning, how are you? I'm
0: all right, how are you?
1: I'm good, I'm good.
0: I was going to try looking after under the bed now. How was your holiday? It was a good one, man.
1: It was a good one. How
0: was yours? I was here, you know? Mm. Work out, slept in the ch- kitchen to make sure that uh, you know you don't oversleep because holidays have got this thing of making you want to relax uh, just nice. a little bit too much. Yeah,
1: it makes you want to go on a vacation. I tell you,
0: I tell you, and uh, you suddenly realize that you seem to be the only one in your street who's going to work. <laughs> Looks like it. But, the whole thing about uh, home loans. Um, we as the people as it were do we understand the basics and if not how do we go about getting this basics right and how long does it take an average person to say i kind of know what i need to do where to go who to talk to
1: so for home loan it's it's it's, it's for, for someone who doesn't know a home loan is basically a loan that the bank gives you to to purchase a property right and the best way I would say to get a better understanding on home loans and different um, interest rates and all of that is to make use of a bond originator this is if you're looking to purchase a home um, a bond originator is someone who can assist you in obtaining a home loan where they um, then go to all the different banks to get to get you to hopefully get you the best um, interest rate and Get you a home loan approval, and then from the different banks, you'll then choose to say, "Okay, this is the rate, this is the home loan that I want to go with so um basically, I'd say that's the first step if you if if you if you are looking to get a home loan to get a bit more information from someone who's a the originator, someone who can assist you with basically what they do on a daily, and they don't charge you for it, which is what makes it even better um they get their fee directly from the bank and the fee is not passed on to you as a client.
0: Because uh, that uh, was the, usually the worry that, uh, what, bond originator, I don't have money to pay them?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely you don't pay them because um, they get paid once, the once, let's say you, you with Bank X, you, you, you decide to take up a home loan um, with them and you go through the bond originator. Since the bank will basically be making money in the form of interest over the next 20 years, from you they appreciate in the- ensuring their appreciation to the bond originator um, they give them a fee they give them um, they pay them a certain amount of money upfront and then you are never you're never charged
0: then can I be comfortable in hoping or believing that uh, since I don't pay them they get paid by the bank that will get me the best possible deal uh, since they can talk to all the banks
1: yeah, well, that's their job, right? That's, the, the, that's their job. Their job is to help you to to, to to get, firstly, a home loan, and then, secondly, get a home loan at a, at the best possible interest rate. So you'll see the different rates that the different banks will be offering you, and then you'll take the lowest rate. Well, I should hope that you would take the lowest, the lowest rate that you're being offered.
0: Uh, if, if you know what's going on there, because uh, it's a minefield. Lots of information yeah. to go through.
1: Definitely, I think that's why um, it's, it's really it would be really good to preferably use a bond originator that has been referred or that you have heard of or know of, because then you, you they can explain to you everything um, about the home loan process because it is it is not something that everybody knows and understands. But if you are looking to get a, a deeper understanding on it bond originate is a perfect person to
0: start with. Are, are there different types of loans or it's just mortgage, mortgage loan and off we go? Or maybe these loans would look at whether you're a first time buyer or whether you're buying a second property, what your financial standing is probably if you project 5 to 10 years or so?
1: Yeah, definitely. So the the the, the types of home loans that you basically can get is some um, one that has recently been introduced is specifically for first-time home buyers because um, it, 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 it has been recognized that as a first-time home buyer, you might not have all the fees up front. So generally, if you do have a good credit score um, and you're a first-time home buyer, some banks will uh, give you the full bond amount and you don't even have to put down the deposit. Already, that's um, saving you, well, not saving your money necessarily, but it, it will assist you if you don't have the upfront fees. And on top of that, they can assist you in paying or in paying for your, your transfer fees or your bond um, registration fees as well. So this would be 105%, 110% um, loan, something that you, was never really common, but uh, more and more it is becoming common. Um, so that's the type of loan definitely available for first-time home buyers. And then mainly the two types of loans that you really see are fixed, um, where the interest rate is fixed um, for the period, uh, and also the variable interest rates. So a variable interest rate is basically, as we have seen here in South Africa, interest rates have been dropping, going lower and lower. So if you're someone who um, is is using a variable interest rate, then you'll, you'll be benefiting from that, right, because you'll be paying lower and lower interest. Um, and then a fixed interest rate is where you and the bank agree on an interest rate today that will stay on your loan for the next 20 years. Um, this is regardless of whether um, interest rates go up or down in the country. Um, so if they, don't, if they go down, you will not benefit from the interest rates going down. However, if interest rates do increase and increase to a, a ridiculous amount. If you did fix your interest rate, then it also wouldn't um, affect you negatively. Gee, yeah. Which one is, do I choose? <laughs> it is. It, it, it's it's basically going to be up to your risk appetites as well. Because when you do fix an interest rate, because some questions that I've um, got recently is, since interest rates are so low in South Africa, can I fix my interest rate at the count low interest? And when a bank fix, fix, fixes the interest rate, remember they're not they're not stupid as well. They do recognize that interest rates are at an all-time low and probably not going to be at this uh, rate for the next 20 years. So when they fix the interest rate, they will fix it at a higher rate than what it is right now. So let's say, for example, they will fix your interest rate at 11%. Now, you, you'll you be missing out on the benefits of, 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 of the low interest rates right now, but on the flip side, if you're a risk-averse person, then Fixing your interest rate might be best for you. However, I, I just would never do it personally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is a bit tricky. It is a bit tricky to understand. I know, but yeah, it is. It's it's up to you, man. It's on your risk appetite. You fix it at a high interest rate, and and then interest rates just never increase. Then you'll be you'll be kicking yourself for the next 20 years.
0: It, it, is it better when there's a buyer's market or seller's market?
1: To fixing interest
0: rates.
1: Yes, I, I don't think necessarily you would look at whether it has to do whether it's a buyer's market or seller's market. Um, I just, I just the way I look at it is rather the what is the risk of interest rates increasing over the next couple of years? That's some that's an outlook that you have to make to say what are the chances that interest rates will go up to like 17% or something. I don't think that's something um, that's going to happen considering the state of our economy. The consumer just cannot afford um, interest rates to go like that because people will go bankrupt. Organizations, companies will go bankrupt and um, individuals as well. So I don't think it's in the best interest of our country for interest rates to go so high considering the, the tough economic environments that we are in.
0: Mm, mm. Now, something called the step-down home loan, uh, I, I tend to think that uh, it, it sounds a little attractive for someone who is a novice at this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the step-down home loan, something I've heard of um, a few times where your interest rate will be decreasing over time. Um, so, over the period of your loan, you or your, your interest rates will maybe start at, let's say, 10% and then a year later decrease to a certain percentage and so forth and so forth. I honestly have never actually seen it being applied with anyone. I've never seen it being applied with anyone. I've never heard of um, a bank giving it to anyone. They're very reluctant to do so because it is very, very risky for them as well um, because, they, and because of the uncertainty of interest rates in the next couple of years. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. Not even the Reserve Bank themselves can give you an answer to say this is what interest rates will be doing over the next five years. So yeah.
0: I, I thought they had the magic wand, they could tell that. I suppose they do get stuck themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: definitely. <laughs> I have a, a WhatsApp message from uh, uh, David Silebucha out in Kimberley. He says, Please ask Open uh, about if there are penalties if you pay off your home loan before the contract ends.
1: If there are penalties if you pay off your home loan early? Yes. Not necessarily. Um, because your bond account is something that you can keep open so just because you've paid off your home loan does not necessarily mean you you, you close the bank the the, the bond um, account. so I'm might say no they they, they wouldn't be um, an incentive for the bank to penalize you when you are paying off your home loan just keep the accounts open if you have paid it off already and it just stays open it doesn't hurt you in any way. There's no interest charge that will incur as well because the balance will be zero.
0: So this is the time when they leave the door open so they can say, don't you want to do improvements on your
1: house? <laughs> yes, and then they offer you the opportunity to refinance.
0: Ah, okay. Very clever people there. Very clever people. Accountants and lawyers and people like yourself. Those are the friends to have. Now, but like to put there's this talk around, obviously uh, there's, my, there's a number of things that uh, your bond originator does for you, besides uh, getting you the best deal and saving you money, in the process. Because oh. the, I, I, You know, initially many of us were very skeptical about a bond originator, but then one realizes that they're actually very, very important. Uh, they can read the, the, the fine print for you, they can navigate through the space of, you know, filling out documents the right way and all of that, and obviously alerting you to the bank that uh, best serves your financial oh, yeah. position um, when you get to pre-approval because you say pre-approval I get very excited is it a done deal or are we almost there
1: well you are almost there because at the end of the day um, you're getting a pre approval is, uh, is is basically saying you qualify to purchase a, a property of let's say a million lands so as I mentioned before using the bond originator is really is really time saving as well because you don't go to every single bank and fill out an application form. Firstly, you just fill out one application form, and then the bond originator does the rest for you. So now, um, when you when you once you've been pre-approved for an amount, it's not a done deal. It, you still have the, the the obligation on yourself to go look for a property, find the offer to purchase, then since you have this. Pre-approval with you, you you do have certainty that a bank is willing to lend me money. Um, a bank is yeah, a bank is willing to lend me money, and I'm a, and I'm able to qualify for this amount of money. So pre-approval is very important. However, it does not necessarily, it's not necessarily signing that deal for you to say it's closed. Definitely, you're getting this home loan. The bank will to me to perform a further credit assessments once um, you have signed your offer to purchase when you purchase the home.
0: So, obviously, as soon as you have your pre-approval, then, obviously, it's either you talk to a home, uh, a seller, on a private capacity, you and I, or you engage the services of an estate agent. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That is correct.
0: Wow. Now, costs, costs, Brantaganipo. This is where I call it. It goes murky for many of us costs how do you go about it i mean you have uh, transfer costs you yeah, have uh, bond maybe. registration costs you've got conveyancing costs you've got bank already yes. i have a headache when i get to these
1: <laughs> yes 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 so there are many many costs involved when purchasing your property i'm um, just, just as you had mentioned a few it's your bond registration costs so these costs are only applicable firstly if you are using bank financing and you're going to be registering upon. If you're purchasing the property cash, then there won't be these fees won't be applicable to you, right? So that there'll be those fees, and then there's also the transfer costs that go to the conveyances. So this is um, this fee basically is for them to 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 register the property for you and do all all the things that lawyers get hired to do. They you will have those costs for conveyancing specifically. So the conveyancing costs and the bond registration costs are, are on a sliding scale, right? So kind of similar to your like your tax, um, where if you get paid more, you get taxed more. Similar with um, the property as well. So the more expensive the, the, the property, um, the, the the higher the costs um, will be for conveyancing and uh, the bond registration. And then further, we have transfer duty. Transfer duty is now a property, uh, when a property is over a million rands, then you don't pay transfer duty. I know there was a bit of mix mix-up last year um, when the Minister of Finance mentioned that they're increasing the threshold from 900,000 to a million. A lot of people assume that there's no transfer costs um, that are going to be paid. However, the minister was specifically speaking to transfer duty. So this is an amount that gets paid over to SARS. Ah. So the transfer duty is an amount that you pay to SARS for purchasing a property above a million rands.
0: Because uh, that, that's how some of us read it, to say if you're below a million, uh, you're safe. But if you're just above a million, then that's when it starts biting.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately not. And if transfer duty is a fee that is specifically paid to SARS, and um, that won't be applicable. If you're purchasing a property less than a million dollars I'm um, not necessary not to say that all costs um, transferring costs will not be applicable when you are when you are when you're purchasing a property
0: uh, are these costs uh, negotiable across the board or it's just what the law says
1: well the transfer duty is not negotiable <laughs> that's like you're paying sales money for so they also have it on a sliding scale as well um so that is not negotiable. However you can negotiate your the other fees um, with your conveyances and so forth because I, I know some conveyances even give you a discount to your regular clients with them or maybe for first time buyers they might say they're gonna give you fifty percent off um, so yeah definitely you can negotiate some of those fees. Um, however the transfer duty is not negotiable. Hey. So
0: really and truly, buying a property, th- there's a lot you've got to consider. If you are most probably looking at a house worth about a million rand, you should probably have, like, you should be budgeting around 1.3 million to cover everything else and still be in a comfortable space, as it were.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a, there is really a lot of costs involved, not even to mention the the costs after you actually own the property because you might have a moving cost to live in, There might be certain repairs and maintenance that you might need to do to the property here and there just to make it look um, appealing maybe to fit your style. Um, There are a lot of costs involved in purchasing a property, and it's definitely not something you should go into uh, with your eyes closed. You uh, consult with people who've purchased property before, state agents, bond originators. All these professionals are people who are there to help. Um, It's their job to assist um, us and being able to, to, to make the best decisions um, financially for ourselves. There's no point in not utilizing um, there's no point in not utilizing these professionals because a lot of them don't even charge a fee until our um, a transaction is concluded. So definitely make use of um, make, make use of the bond originators and your estate agents.
0: Indeed. Um Quickly, but are there other ways uh, to to get to the finish line much quicker than the budgeted time? In terms, in terms of, paying? of
1: paying off your loan, yes, definitely. Um, you can you can um, request your bank to take a bit more than what is um, required. So, if your bond payment is four thousand rand a month, you can request uh, the bank to take five thousand rand a month. You can pay that five, that additional one thousand rand in the account yourself. So there's many different ways in which you can start learning and, and, and teaching yourself um, how to better pay off your bond. Those additional monies that you get here and there for a bolus at work or maybe you worked overtime, um, take a bit of that money and put it away into your bond. Uh, a lot of banks actually allow you to be able to access that money. even. Um, so that that's, that makes it even better so that it's a way for you to save money um, while saving interest on the on the loan that you're repaying to the bank. So any additional um, income that you get from a business that you started um, over time at work or bonuses, take that money and put it into your bond account. And it's a way in which you can save money and you can still access it if you need it for an emergency one day. So I think that's the best way to actually save money, is to save it in your bond because the interest you pay will be less. And over time, um, the, that interest payments that you make into the bank uh, will be significantly less because, as I mentioned, I think uh, before, you, the interest you pay over 20 years is actually more than the amount that you borrowed in a lot of cases. So if you borrowed 500000 from the bank, you might find yourself paying over 20 years $1.2 so definitely start saving money in your bond accounts.
0: You're my new best friend. you <laughs> I tell you, you're my new best friend. The education, invaluable, priceless. Um, we can also find you on YouTube, by the way, quickly.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You can find me on YouTube, my full name, If you have any questions for me, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook at I am underscore Tombela.
0: I am underscore Ndombele. Yes. Once again, a pleasure. Have yourself a fabulous first day at work and enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks, Father. You too. Have a good one. Yeah, you know, wish we had more time, but time flies. If it is your birthday today, happy birthday. Remember Instagram, Facebook, I am underscore Ndombele. You'll get a lot
1: more for Upo.